Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we have the pleasure of being joined by Natalie Ryan, who is a distinguished partner and regional lead at Southern California at SPMB. She has over a decade of experience in executive search and a track record of placing transformative leaders within the tech industry. She brings a wealth of knowledge from her high-stakes CEOs and C-suite executive search projects, reshaping the landscape of leadership in AI and technology across North America and Europe. Welcome to the show today, Natalie. Hi, Jaden. Thanks so much for having me. Super excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, I would love to kind of kick this off by asking you a little bit about um, your journey, what brought you to where you are today, um, and, you know, is this always what was this what you always planned on doing? Is this something that you kind of grew into? Tell us a little bit about your your background and your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually graduated from UC Santa Barbara with an English literature major. But my goal was always thinking, how could I leverage my love of writing and just uh, building long term relationships into a job? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And the tech industry was booming at the time. So figured the best place to do that was moving to San Francisco and getting my first job in recruiting. And ever since then, doing more strategic projects over time, figuring out that the place that you wanted to be in recruiting was doing retained executive search. So I worked for a firm for, I want to say, a couple of years before moving into SPMB, which is a fully retained executive search firm focused on technology. My prior firm was focused on helping VC-backed startups build out their teams. And my job was figuring out how we could leverage that work and do leadership searches for them. So first getting my foot in the door, helping to build up that capability at a smaller, more nimble firm, and then took those learnings to one of the best firms in the industry that focuses on technology. That's SPMB. I've been here for about seven years now. And if you don't know a little bit about them, they're one of the largest retained executive search firms focused on technology. We're 50 years old. So all the way back in the day, we placed John Mortgage, then John Chambers at Cisco, the first CEO and second CEO. And since then, okay. we've been able to still partner with the venture community, building out those portfolio companies, executive teams, also working with some of the largest tech companies in the world, placing executives, as well as PE-backed companies, mostly in the growth stage sector. For my work today, that's mostly going to be focused in the FANG world, helping to bring in GMs, helping to bring in data-oriented VPs, fo- focus folks on AI. In particular, a new trend has been VP of product. Okay. And folks who are focused on how do we make sure that we can productize a lot of these capabilities and get those fantastic technologies in the hands of end users, in the hands of enterprises. Additionally, I do a little work on the CEO side, so still working with growth stage businesses, but typically those GMs and larger executives from the FANGs would be well-equipped for the CEO positions and vice versa. 
Uh, I know that a lot of the larger Googles and the Amazons of the world are actually very interested in bringing in AI CEOs. Yeah. Aqua hires into the businesses. So we're seeing actually a lot of that happen right now as there's more of a push for innovation and the ability to do it at scale with these businesses. Super, super fascinating. Incredible background. And that's super cool what you guys are working on. I have so many questions about um, some of the trends you guys are seeing today with all of that. I feel like you're you kind of are like you're in a place where you really have your finger on the pulse of what's moving and happening inside of these uh, companies and organizations um, to really help get the right people in the door. Something I would love to ask you about is, uh, as of course, AI has been the the big trend is pushing everything and beyond just, um, you know, companies being like wanting to be perceived as innovative, it directly impacts your stock price. You know, like we see with Google, what their, you know, early AI kerfuffle hurt their stock price pretty bad. So I think people really know that like their bottom line, their stock price, their investors, like this is very important to to everyone on every level. What are some of the trends you're seeing? I know you mentioned, um, you know, bringing in head of product and whatnot. Um, people kind of focused on AI, but yeah, what are some of the trends you're seeing? What are some of the things that people are wanting with this kind of AI shift? What, how are things changing? Yeah, I think that it's obviously a big hype right now, but people are forgetting that AI has been around for a very, very long time. And I think people are thinking, how do we find someone who can lead the, these initiatives? If you're at a tech-enabled services company, how do we uh, infuse these technologies into what we're doing for customer service, for uh, better ways to reach more customers faster, those types of things on, on the back end side. And then additionally for tech companies, as you were saying, how do we continue to innovate? How do we uh, utilize these technologies and get it out first to market, right? There's this big competition between companies like Microsoft and Google and all, all those types of companies, which really does impact uh, the stock price in general. So some of the trends that I'm seeing is a little bit of, of uh, almost too much of, uh, of a hype, meaning you may bring in people who don't necessarily fit the needs of the business or uh, thinking about how you can bring in those people and set them up for success. An example of that is a tech-enabled services business where they want to bring in someone who really understands AI when the first step mm -hmm. is actually making sure that your data is clean and ready to go and you're putting the infrastructure and building blocks in place to have success first. So there's been a big trend to bring in chief data officers, VPs of data engineering. That's step one. And I always suggest to my clients to really get a good understanding into the state of their data before doing anything and um, then going from there. The other trend that we're seeing, which I did bring up, was more of a focus on product management. It's very difficult to find senior enough people who really understand the product management function in AI. A couple reasons for that. Typically, people who understand this area of the world are extremely technical. They're PhD, and with that, they want to be focusing on different areas and may not want to go back into a product management role. Also, within Gen AI, it's a newer area. So you don't have a lot of more senior people who are doing these roles. And that'll mature over time, but there's very few people who do it extremely well. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'd be curious if you could tell us a little bit about your kind of process and your workflow, let's say like at some thing comes to you. I mean, I can even, and I'm not sure like who, you know, all of your clients are and whatnot, but I mean, I can assume, you know, like looking, for example, at the beginning of the year, Google had their big like 
code red, whatever, they needed to integrate AI. They were worried that OpenAI was going to kind of like uh, threaten Google search with ChatGPT essentially. And I mean, we've seen through this year, Google has integrated and rolled out AI features into every department, every division in the entire company. It's like, to me, it's crazy. Like anything you see that is Google now has very like obvious AI features and tools and things built in. And that's not by accident. That's like very, um, you know, they, they really have to focus and make that happen. So whether it's Google or someone else, what's your process, right? These companies are like, oh my gosh, we need more AI focused people in these positions, in these jobs, they come to you. What, you know, or, or do they come to you? What is, what does that kind of look like? Yeah, I can say that a lot of these larger businesses are basically bringing together the brightest minds that they have focused on AI and machine learning and um, creating new organizations, new business units to specifically centralize a group to address those needs. So thinking about how they can infuse those Gen AI capabilities into those product offerings, also make sure that they're doing trial and error with new products directly out to market and doing a lot of that incubation work. So that's something that I've seen a lot of. And with that, it's a ramping up the leadership teams to make sure that that's rolled out and done appropriately. So figuring out who do you have today who's really good at a certain function and how do we surround them and how do we build out the teams to round out those capabilities to execute. So dependent on the organization, they may have a stronger team that's actually in the applied science side or they may have a stronger piece in the um, data engineering side. So it depends on where those people are today and pulling in those okay. those resources. Okay. Something I'd, I'd, I'd be like curious to hear your perspective on is like, what's one of the most challenging parts of your job and what you do in this space? Well, there's a lot of challenges in executive search, but it's a ton of fun. You get to meet some of the brightest minds in the industry, which is just fantastic, right? You're getting to network with them and add value with them. I think some of the hardest things is you're sometimes looking for a needle in a haystack or the worst or the opposite. There are 10 people in the world who could do this job. So how can you get them interested? None of these people are, are looking. They're happy to have these fantastic jobs. So doing everything in your power to get them in the door. So that's negotiations on both sides where you're working with your clients saying like, are you open to doing a coffee with them? Can you sell them? Also on the other side, almost uh, annoyingly so reaching out, making the connection early and often and getting warm intros. A lot of my job is figuring out who do you know and getting warm intros to those people. And some of these searches can take a very long time, as you can imagine. Some of them can go quite quite quickly. Our goal is to get them done as fast as possible. But being a retained executive search, at least uh, at SPNB, means we work on these searches until they're done. It doesn't matter how long they take. So each week you have to think creatively and outside of the box on where we can go. How can we continue to find people? How can we continue to um, do our job? Which is uh, difficult for maybe people who are used to these quick ones, right? We're in it for the long haul. We want to be your consultative partner solving this greater business problem. And sometimes that can be challenging the hiring manager and the company into you say you need this, this is what the market is like, and this is what you actually need and sharing that data. Mm, yeah, I love that. I think uh, 
that is that's a really great point. I think in in the hiring process, there's definitely like people don't always know what they need, right? They they know what the end result should be, but they don't always know what what it's going to take to get there. Um, I'd be curious just to hear a little bit about like your process, right? So, um, a, a company comes to you and is like, "Hey, we have to fill like this position that does this thing." Like, how do you what What's your like process for going and finding like the perfect candidate? Is it just like you go on LinkedIn and try to find people that have done similar jobs at other companies, or or like how does that whole thing work? Yeah, I know executive search can be a little bit of a black box for people who or on the outside. So let me give you a little bit of a glimpse into the way that we do things, which may be a little bit different than some of the other firms. So for any project that I work on, we have a team. There's a head of research who is basically looking at different companies, market mapping, figuring out what organizations have gone through a similar transformation or have a similar product that would be relevant for us in those companies. Who were the executives that actually did what we need this person to do and then pressure checking into were they the person who actually did it you know who were their peers how are they structured those types of things so there's a lot of back-end research that we use to to fuel what we do another person who's helping with phone outreach just making sure that in the 200 or 300 to sometimes more people that we reach out to we're finding the best people and backing into the problem there's a project lead who's myself. So we're doing those deep dives. We're spending over an hour and a half with these candidates before they even enter the interview process. And then, of course, helping make sure that there's a fantastic candidate experience, client experience, making sure that we can get an offer that's signed at the end of the day with happy long-term relationships and uh, a long-term hire. The third would be someone who's doing the coordinations and figuring out how can we schedule interviews and have a really tight process. So it's a little bit of a tiger team. And for my work, I only work on four searches at a time. That's my max. So we okay. go very deep, very fast, figuring out how we can get this person in the door as quickly as possible. So we use something called the full by four method, which means by the fourth week of the search, if not earlier, we have four people who are spending time with the candidate and the client who um, are going through in our goal is making sure that we have four people in the wings who we can slot in based on the interview feedback. And hopefully within 90 days, sometimes again, they can go much longer. We have a select group of finalists and you're basically making a selection based on culture fit and small minute details. And that engine continues to go until the search is done. So we always have backups. We're always curating and getting closer to our bullseye based on that feedback, based on more data that we get, based on all the things that may arise during the interview process. So that's a little bit of the cadence. We also use something called Thrive, which is an interactive database where our clients can go in, see candidate assessments, those types of things, and you have full visibility into the search. Something that might be interesting for this podcast too is we use that to basically build out our own search capabilities to find these people quickly because we've been around for 50 years. So we don't just use LinkedIn. In fact, we do the opposite. We know um, all the searches that we've done that are relevant, who we talk to. We have specific details on what they did. And we leverage that to make sure that we we know these people. We're not just looking at a, a blank page. 
Mm, okay. I love that. Yeah, I think that context obviously is a, a really great, uh, you know, additional tool that you have. Something that I'd be curious to ask you about is what are some of like the most sought after qualities in AI leadership today, right? Everyone's trying to get leadership in, within the company that is has focus in AI for all the new projects they're trying to spin up. What's some of the most sought after qualities in those people? Yeah, I think that the big thing is entrepreneurship, someone who has that out-of-the-box thinking, someone who's going to have a fresh perspective, someone who's going to be able to move the needle, right? I think that AI in general, everything is moving so rapidly. So you need to be on those trends. You need to really have a boots-on-the-ground perspective into what's going on. So there is that level of cadence. I think the second thing is a very, very strong technical upbringing and background. Even at the executive level, you need to be able to dive in, really understand what's going on, uh, whether that be from a computer science background or from the mathematics background, whatever it may be, you need to be able to really earn the trust of the people that you're leading and also understand the capabilities, the nuances, and the things that AI can't do and be able to push back to the clients who say, you know, we want the bells and whistles. But uh, you can't go back to your team and say, we need to build this when it's just not feasible or possible. So being that connective tissue and glue between those two sides. I love that. Yeah, I think that's uh, super, super important. And those are definitely some important uh, qualities there. I'm wondering, what are some common misconceptions that you might encounter about um, when you're having like AI conversations with tech executives? Uh, what are some common misconceptions you'd be like, uh, you have or companies have that are coming to you and, and how do you kind of address them? Well, I think more broadly in the industry, if you're speaking to a business that maybe is is newer in AI, they think that the maturity may be further along than it is. I think another thing to keep in mind is that the um, the rapidness of the ability of AI to advance from, let's just say, zero to 70 in an afternoon is so impressive for what these models can do. But taking that from 70 to 100 takes a lot of work, a lot of minutia. So those are the things that a lot of these companies are working on, which is why a lot of these product executives are really necessary for the business. Another thing role that I've seen pop up quite a lot is someone who's more of a technical advisor to the CTO, to the chief data officer, who's basically helping to execute um, from a technical standpoint, as well as just an operational standpoint for a lot of these initiatives. But the, the misconceptions, I think, would probably be those those two big things. Okay. So uh, I know this this question might be a little a little bit out there, but I would love to ask it anyways and pick your brain on on what you think. So let's assume I, I really love you. You know, you bringing up you guys have a, a lot of interesting data. You've been doing this for fifty years, like you mentioned. So you have a lot of really good data that can help you in making these decisions beyond what you know your average person might have on LinkedIn or whatnot. I'm curious though. Like first off, do you use any AI tools in in the course of of what you do? And do you ever think that AI could essentially, you know, replace uh, an executive search function, right? Like, let's say like uh, LinkedIn creates an AI model that knows everyone's jobs, everyone's strengths and weaknesses, theoretically, right? I mean, it's just pulling in data. 
And it's, you know, it can just recommend Google's like, hey, I need someone to fill this position. And they're like, oh, we got the person for you. You need to contact these seven people. We ran our AI algorithm. Do you think that will happen? How are you using AI? What's your thinking on that in this space? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's probably something that everyone's thinking about in the industry. If you're a software developer, job developer or a graphic designer, all these questions are popping up. I can say that the executive search industry had the same scare when LinkedIn came out basically saying, LinkedIn is here. You can find these people. We're out of the job. What are we going to do? But instead, what happened was we got quicker and faster and better at what we do with those search capabilities. I do think the uh, finesse that it takes to get a deal done in a human setting is quite difficult. And I don't know if a machine can do that at least for a very long time, meaning the negotiation part, meaning um, the the people part, where it's almost like corporate matchmaking in a way where it's not logical, it's not reasonable sometimes for why people are making a decision. And uh, a lot of the things that come down to why a person is a fit may be much beyond resume or what they've done. It's also the um, team dynamic and a lot of these other things that are necessary for getting a lot of these magical things done in a scaling business. So I don't think it will anytime in the short term, but it's absolutely something that I know a lot of people more generally in the industry are, are thinking about where it's coming. Let's leverage those tools and technologies to get better at what we're doing. It's exciting. If we're working on these roles, we should be using that to do what we do and be able to better serve our client. So, yes, of course, we use some of those tools. You know, we played around with things like Auto AI and, and those types of things, as well as building on our own tools. And, you know, of course, Chappy GPT and those types of things, the, the four version, thinking about let's brainstorm together. Let's think about the different companies who have gone through these transformations. It's not a um, crutch. It's something that you can use in addition to your research methods, uh, as well as the data that we already have. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a, a great response and honestly, a great framework because anyone, any job in the world can be thinking similar questions, right? Like, am I going to get replaced by AI? Does And you really have to kind of uh, look at what the important human elements of what you do are, really lean into those things, leverage the tools that exist, uh, you know, upskill yourself with that. But um, yeah, I think that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful response. Natalie, it has been fantastic having you on the show today, getting your insights. Um, if people want to find out more about you and your company and um, perhaps use your executive search tools, what's the best way for them to yeah, well, thank you so much for having me today. If anyone is more curious into our services or want to reach out to me directly, you can find me on LinkedIn, which is just Natalie Ryan at SPMB. And then our website is spmb.com. So pretty easy. Wonderful. And to the listener, I will drop a link in the description of the show notes uh, to the website so you can go check that out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the AI Chat podcast today. Make sure to rate us wherever you get your podcasts and have a fantastic rest of your day.